0: Welcome back to episode 21 of Soccer Over Gotham. Gotham FC gets a much-needed win and gets back above the line, one step closer to the playoffs. We can't wait to break that down. We will also break down Gotham's push to the playoffs, finally getting some help from other teams. We bring back friend of the show, Danielle, from the KC Blue Crew to preview our next game. All right, without any further ado, let's go, Gotham. Thanks for listening. Now on to the show. Ruby, I am giddy from this weekend, still giddy, couldn't wait to talk to you. How are you?
1: (laughs) I'm doing amazing after this win, and this season has given me all the feels.
0: Indeed, I had a great weekend. Uh, My girlfriend got more tattoos. We got Bridgewater Thai food. I saw the 30th anniversary of Silence of the Lambs. I got a pre-order Funko Pop I've been waiting for. I submitted one of my final papers. I got my Meg Reyes t-shirt, Gotham wins, feeling pretty good about myself. You can't see me right now, but I got my feet up and I'm chilling.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. This weekend you went all of like, treat yourself. Uh, But but after getting all those A's, you sent me a screenshot of your school grades. You Mm -hmm. definitely deserve all of that. This weekend during the game, I took over soccer over Gotham. Twitter account. And it was fun sharing with everyone during the game. And I wasn't going to say the story how I watched the game this weekend, but I am just going to say it. It's funny because so I had totally forgotten that I was invited to my friend's daughter's second birthday party at an Italian restaurant. And it was like a birthday party slash lunch at 1 p.m. I knew there was no way I was going to be home by 2 p.m. for the game. So I thought to myself, all right, maybe I just can watch it on my phone. No no biggie, you know, I'll watch it on my phone. But I didn't know that they were not going to play the game on Paramount+. Plus. So then I was like going on Twitch, trying to get the game on Twitch on my phone. Of course, Twitch was acting up like always. So I started kind of freaking out for a little bit because I didn't know how I was going to watch the game and take over the Twitter like without watching it live. Uh, But thankfully, at the restaurant that we were at, they had TVs on and they were showing the Giants game I I had to do desperate moves. I didn't care. So I went up to the front and I asked the guy at the front. I was like, hey do you mind changing the Giants game to NBC Sports to watch the Gotham game? He was like, what? I was like, yeah, the women's soccer game. He's like, oh, I don't know. Like he gave me, so he gave me the remote control and I totally changed the channel to (laughs) CBS Sports so I I could watch the game. So now just imagine me being me watching the Gotham FC game at a two-year-old's birthday party. (laughs) So yeah it, it was such a great game so it was all worth it and i think i kind of skipped the whole random thought of the day or for today so i might have to think another random thought for for later
0: i think you just described the life of an nwsl fan right there <laughs> just that we're right. all in that together you never know yeah. where, where the game's going to be on you're trying to figure it out is it on twitch is it on paramount is it on this and it's yeah, it's just craziness, but I'm glad you took control of the situation and, and made it happen. I
1: have a picture, so I'm going to post a picture maybe tomorrow to to or later on to show everyone.
0: Yeah, definitely do. Hey, listeners, uh, we need your help. Uh, you know, it means a lot of us that you even listen to us. We are really trying to put together a professional podcast that the team deserves. We're getting there, uh, you know, a little better each week. But one way you guys can help us out is by rating us on iTunes or you know, wherever you see us, it helps us out, out in the search engines and all that stuff to show our appreciation for you guys. We are giving away two tickets in the supporter section of the Halloween game, which is Carly Lloyd's last regular season game at Red Bull Arena. You get to sit with the best supporters group in the world and you get to watch Carly. What's better than that? Just rate us on iTunes
1: and you guys get to meet us i'm just kidding (laughs) but if you like to meet us we can meet and yeah so definitely this is carly lloyd's last regular season game so it'll be amazing to go see her this is going to be a good one and again if you want the chance to win just go ahead and and leave a review for us we would really appreciate it
0: yeah we're friendly we promise so back to why we're here uh you did call this rat uh match did you ruby i think on the podcast you said they got three goals last time and they're gonna get three goals this time nicely done
1: (laughs) so honestly i did not remember what i said last time but oh my god i really did call the game that's awesome again i did not remember if i said two zero or three zero but hey three is a magic number now
0: There is so much to talk about in this match. Let's get to it.
1: Yes, there's so much to talk about. But first, tell us about the starting lineup.
0: All right. Roster highlights. The return of Ali Long back from suspension. This is the best 11, uh, folks. This is the three-headed monster of Lloyd Person on Amanu up top. This is Mm -hmm. Kawasumi, Zerboni, and Long underneath. The best back four in the league, hands down. Dorsey. Johnson, Lewandowski, and Didasco. There is no better back four. Cujo is on absent from the 18. Is this time to start the hashtag Free Cujo campaign, Ruby? I think
1: we have to, but I really wonder why we are not seeing, like, seeing Cujo or even Pinto on the 18. We have so much talent in our bench, but at this point of the competition, I think the coach just wants to play it safe
0: it's possible so let's get to this game recap this game is important for both teams so two teams going in opposite directions gotham is looking to get in the mix for a final playoff spot gotham still has games in hand so it wasn't a must win but getting three points takes a lot of pressure off the courage however were playing for their playoff lives. If the Courage wanted to stay in the playoff hunt, they needed to not give up goals. They had given up three goals in two of their last three games. One was to us. So the Courage go back to their trusted 4-2-2-2 formation. The starting lineup was Dabinia, Williams, McDonald up top with Arod on the bench. So it seems every game with Parkinson uh, that he coaches – He gets a little bit braver. So Gotham continues to be aggressive at the start. Didasco was high up the pitch again, which is risky considering how Williams likes to kind of ride that lane between the center back and the outside back. More on that later. The Courage do something different where they sit back and kind of look to get Williams on the counter. This is the most defensively minded Courage game I have seen. But back to Gina, having Didasco pushing forward really put Lewandowski on an island to handle Williams without any help. Williams exploits this, and she must have just forgot her shooting boots because she was way off on a lot of good chances. Gotham can't seem to find a way to break down the Courage blockade. Gotham's best chance comes Early in the match on a six-minute scramble in front of the net, uh, where Zerboni and Lewandowski both take swipes at it but couldn't get it past the blockade. And also, Zerboni had a rip at goal in the 40th yeah. that forced a great save from Murphy. Overall, seems Gotham was lucky to go into the break 0-0. Ruby, your thoughts on this first half?
1: Uh, going back to what you said with Parkinson getting braver with his games, honestly, I think that's what we need right now we kind of need to start testing the boundaries and going a little further than we went before. Look at us now. We're we're going into these games and making three goals a game. So that's awesome. So North Carolina was looking like they were going to win in the first half. Lynn Williams was definitely, definitely looking dangerous and had several chances to score. But like you said, I think she forgot her, her shooting boots. And thank God she did. For real. Thank God she did it at first. The first half could have ended so much different. It could have been the other way around. It could have been 3-0 in favor of North Carolina. And on top of that, we were we were having trouble breaking the North Carolina defense, which was not good for us. So so when I saw Serboni like blasting like that shot outside the eighth thing, I thought that was a great idea because in the last game against Orlando when when Tina scored twice. It was outside the 18, and maybe that's the secret to us.
0: I think you had it right last week about Gotham getting the first goal. It seemed the courage were more than happy to just kind of absorb and just get out of this game with a tie or just hope for one moment of brilliance from Williams, which they almost got. Not Getting a goal allows the courage to not come out and play, and Gotham is at their best when they use their opponent's momentum against them and then hit them on the counter.
1: Yeah. I'm still big on getting that first goal and if earlier the better because that's when we get confidence and we start taking control of the game. Another thing I noticed that I mentioned in the last episode was switching fields. I saw some long shots to switch sides. Honestly, I love to see that. Any thoughts now on Kawasumi? She seemed a little quiet for me.
0: Yeah, it was not Kawasumi's best half. She thrives on picking her wide spots and playing those dangerous through balls, but the Courage did really well to cut those lanes off, so just was not her best effort in the first half. So let's get to the second half. Goals aren't always pretty. If the beautiful game isn't getting the results you desire, sometimes just creating a bit of chaos and just being in the right spot is how you do it. That's how I would describe the first goal. Didasco gets the ball up high, chips in an ugly ball in the box. Nobody is ready for it, and it skips through to Midge Purse. She's in the right spot at the right time, and just one time to pass Murphy. It has long been my belief that luck comes to those who put themselves in a position to get lucky. You can't score a goal from the bench. You can't win the lottery without tickets. Midge made a great run into the middle of the box and found some space, and the ball just fell to her. Going back to what we talked about earlier, getting the first goal, the courage now have to come out and play. And Gotham punishes them for it. If he does some incredible dirty work in the box and gets off a low shot, Midge again, putting herself in the position to get lucky, finds the ball in the scramble, gets a brace. Then Carly Lloyd twists the knife and scores a <laughs> beautiful goal. This was a goal scorer's goal. It takes someone who's done this a long time to make a turn like that and shoot from that angle and to beat a keeper like Casey near post is it takes a lot of courage to do that. And she just put it on a plate and put it right in the, right in the goal. Gotham goes up three. Dabinia tries as she might, could not spark the courage back to life ends and Monaghan off the bench kind of keep the pressure on and the return of Freeman to the pitch was the cherry on top of this great result so good to see her back on the field I know how much this means to her Ruby your thoughts on the second half
1: yeah it means a lot to her and it means a lot to me because I love Mandy Freeman <laughs> yeah. but yeah you couldn't have said it any better Freeman is back that was the cherry on top I'm so happy to see her back honestly her teammates have said on Twitter that she has worked so hard to get back into the field. Even though Mandy was going through, through this injury, she was the best supporter of the team. She was there for them, and they, she had their back. Welcome back, Mandy Freeman. Thank God we need her. This time, this is where I'm going to reveal the real secret sauce. Maybe not shooting from outside the 18, but the real secret sauce to Gotham FC is Mitch Purse. And Iffy Anumanu, these two are so incredible. Oh my god, I loved watching them play all the time. Uh, I feel like they have created this chemistry on and off the field, and you can tell. I love their persistence until the last minute of the game. You see them playing like you couldn't even tell if they were up or not because they kept playing hard till the end. I know we didn't have a first, uh, first. We didn't have a great first half. And thing was not looking too good. We were going to be lucky if we got to the end with a draw. But we didn't. We actually stepped it up. And we won this game. And honestly, you cannot leave Mitch Purse on mark. She can and will capitalize on those opportunities. And also, you cannot give Carly Lloyd an inch of space. Because she will strike a killer shot like she did that day. And... I just I'm just really happy we won. I think I want I want us to win again and I and and it should be 3 goals as well maybe more but we'll see.
0: You know, early on in the season, uh, I remember looking back to see how many times Gotham has scored more than 2 goals in a game and it felt like I had to look back 2 years to find two or three games. <laughs> but we've scored 3 goals in 3 of the past 4. This team is flying. We knew how good this defense was, but this is a scary, scary team for any opponent. I would not want to face Gotham heading into the playoffs on this run. Final thoughts? Let's take a deeper dive into this game. Here are some of our takeaways. Ruby, what do you got?
1: Um, Just going back into your last comment. So next game is against KC. This this be the game Gotham I think will score more than 3. Just going back to your comment about the goals. I I think probably they they and they're capable of scoring four. So may, maybe four?
0: <laughs> Let's do it. I don't think there's a better duo off the bench than Monaghan and Viennes. They both look lively and dangerous. Monahan is so good at close control inside the box and getting defenders wrong-footed. She almost got a goal late in this one, and Viennes looks special. She has some vision and a really high soccer IQ. I can't wait to see them develop next season, which reminds me. Uh, I have to go revisit my expansion draft list to <laughs> make sure I protected both of them. <laughs>
1: Me too. I have to, we have to go back to those notes of that um, episode we did. But I can see Vience has that hunger. She's hungry, and, and she shows it when she's on the field. And like just like you, I, I would like to see more of Paige and, and Evelyn just playing together. And we won't be able to see her on the next game because is will be out on international duty. But we'll make sure to put that one in the suggestion box page and the ends.
0: <laughs> We all know how Kaylin is a great keeper, but did you know she's also a Jedi? If she is not a Jedi, she's definitely a force wielder. Because how else do you explain her making that save of the week? Clearly she Incredible. got a hand on it, pushing the ball to the post and out and Gotham got a goal kick out of it. That had to be some kind of Jedi mind trick on the ref, Right.
1: You're not even kidding for real. that. That was great. And I had to watch that play so many times because it was just that incredible. Uh, that that type of save is very difficult, starting with the fact that there were so many players in front of her. So they were blocking the view. So for her to block that, yeah, those are some Jedi moves. I I agree with you.
0: And with, you know, with Parkinson on the sideline, we are undefeated and scoring goals in bunches. So going back to the one question I had for Parkinson being, how do you get Iffy, Carly, and Midge on the field at the same time and producing? I think that's been thoroughly answered. Another game, mm-hmm. Midge, Carly, and Iffy on the board, all contributing and looking menacing. Well done, Scott. Yes. Ruby, do you have any stats of the week?
1: Yes, yeah, so Kaylin Sheridan with five saves this game and two of those were inside the box. That incredible one that we just talked about. Again, I'm I have to retweet that video because it's just amazing.
0: You know, my stat, death taxes, and Allie Long completing ninety-three percent of her passes. I'm pretty sure that's how <laughs> the quote goes. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get to our players of the week. Over right. on Twitter. Gotham said it was Lewandowski. Do you agree, Ruby?
1: Gina Lewandowski, she is brilliant. She was brilliant during this game, and she was a big part why North Carolina was scoreless. But for me, the player of the week is Kaylin Sheridan and her j moves out there. She's she's just killing it. I think this game would have been totally different if we didn't have Kaylin on, on goal
0: it you know there were so many to choose from but you know i'm going to go with Gina's partner in crime Estelle McDonald was a ghost she won all three of her duels she's been underrated all season the slide tackle queen good job estelle all right so let's move forward let's look at the league and who we are rooting for and against this week wait a minute we're the only game this week <laughs> seriously with the international <laughs> breaks we are actually playing the next two uh, league games on Friday, and then next Thursday, our game coming up this Friday against KC Ruby. Any thoughts or predictions?
1: And like I said before, I want us—I want us to break the record, honestly. And yes, um, we are losing some some players due to the international break, but our team is solid, and I believe in our team. We have the talent there. So let's go for a record-breaking record, record breaking 4-0 for Gotham.
0: You know, I'm assuming that since Washington clinched that four points above us, we only need four points from the next three games to get in. But it looks like we pretty much only need three, which is awesome. So we have three games against teams we should beat. KC has kind of relished their role as a spoiler. They have talent and can be dangerous. But at this point, it's just... Gotham continuing the momentum and just taking care of business. It feels like these next three games are just ours to win. Let's go, Gotham. 2 nothing, one in the first half, one in the second half. Let's take three points and let's just get ready for Louisville. Last thought, Gotham has only two losses on the road this season, the lowest in the league. Let's go, Road Warriors. Roby, any random thoughts before we go? <laughs>
1: I honestly didn't think of anything else. I already said my random thought in the beginning. Kind of skipped it. Oops. <laughs> do you have
0: anything? Yeah. All right. So I have, I do. I have actually like three kind of, you know, real quick points. We have a new CEO of the NWSL, Marla Messing. She has arrived. Uh, she has a very long and connected resume she's putting she's put together world cup events she is the ultimate soccer insider i'm not sure if that is a good or it's good or bad yet Uh, a new gm should be announced soon hopefully with a large input from the players
1: hopefully yeah so we'll see what happens in the in the next few weeks hopefully good news for everyone
0: And then also, there's two podcasts that I think you guys should listen to. One is our interim GM, Yael, just launched the Football Americana podcast. It's on YouTube and possibly other places. That should be a really fun listen. She's got a wealth of knowledge, and I can't wait to learn more about her and the guests that she brings on. Also, uh, Midge Purse is on the Snacks podcast, hosted by Lynn Williams and Sam Mewis. So I'm going to try to listen to that tomorrow. But other than that, let's go talk to our friend of the show, Danielle, from the Blue Crew. Shall we, Ruby? Let's go. We shall. Welcome back to the interview segment. It is our pleasure to bring back friend of the show and Casey Blue Crew leader, Danielle, to the show. Welcome back, Danielle.
2: Hey,
0: how's it going? It's going fantastic. We're also here with Ruby as well. So let's, you know, let's get started with some good news. I think the last time we talked, I kind of made the joke that Casey (laughs) welcomed you to the league, Sporting KC, and said you couldn't sit with them. Well, (laughs) Casey announced that all 22 home games will be played at Children's Mercy Park. So tell us about how the supporters and fans took the news and what this means for the team.
2: Uh we were really excited. Um Legends Field was really good to us, um, but it was a baseball stadium. It wasn't yeah. ideal for soccer, but it had cool stuff, it had a daiquiri area, it had all good food, but <laughs> it's not a good for soccer. So it was really it was great to see that um Sporting KC had us, you know, welcomed us to UCM Park. I think it's gonna be a good fit for us and it really will add to the whole environment. The, our section is going to be where the um, the cauldron are. And so that's just a nice big area. People know that's the supporter area. So you don't have to worry about people just buying tickets on accident. <laughs> and there's others, you know, there's a capo stand. And um, the most exciting part is there's this whole bar area just for that part. So you don't. Have to go wait in the rest of the concessions line. You can just go into into the member stand area and get your beer and go back watch a game.
0: Is this like more accessible than the other stadium?
2: I think so. Yeah,
0: indeed. And so you guys were doing pretty good already as far as attendance. I mean, as far as mm-hmm. NWSL teams go, you guys were number number five in attendance this year, which is good for the so first year. Yeah, not bad. Gotham is number six. Only. 400 behind you guys. Not bad. (laughs) So, uh, obviously Portland was number one.
2: How far both teams gone? Because the last KC game, uh, we had some really bad attendance, less than a thousand before. And I know uh, before it was Gotham back in the Sky Blue days, there were times where it wasn't great. So,
0: indeed, yeah, Portland is the highest with like 13 something. Eh. Then guess who's at the bottom? Curious, you guys. Your thoughts?
1: Mm-hmm. Washington?
0: Close, actually, they're just right below us. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Surprisingly, oh. It's, the, it's the Chicago Red Stars.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, below the Houston Dash and the Orlando Pride are right above them.
2: Part of me wonders if it's because Chicago had more restrictions throughout the season or not.
0: Mm. It's very Could possible. Be. Yeah, indeed. So let's sh- shift gears a little bit and talk about – let's talk about the season so far how has I know it hasn't gotten the way you wanted it to but tell us about where you guys are at the at the moment
2: well the team's completely different than we were last time I was here it's a completely different look and it's definitely more exciting right now um the team is finally gelling together I think that when we started the season it We got the roster from Utah, and Utah at the end was having fire sales. There was a lot of trades. And so we inherited a roster that was um, not complete. And that's nothing on the players. It just wasn't what our coaches had as a vision for the team. So, through some trades and everything, uh, they brought in some new players. um, And this team is really starting to gel. And so, even if the results aren't there, we're excited. It's fun. Um, We're having fun. Uh, The players are having fun. So, you know, yeah, you can't win them all, but at least you can have a good time doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And like you said, you guys got a lot of the people and players from, from Utah. So you guys kind of like, you guys didn't really like started from scratch, but it kind of felt you guys started from uh, scratch. Yeah. So so yeah, but my question is, now that you guys are exempt from the expansion draft, what what can you tell us about that?
2: Well, expansion drafts um, are really awful, and I hate them uh, for many reasons. But uh, the nerves are the big part. So I hope we don't trade away our tradable asset for the expansion draft, so I can just go uh, lean back and enjoy the day. But it's it's an opportunity to really play a chess game. And yeah. so I'm hoping that we play it well, whether it's sit it out or trade for the right thing. Um, it's interesting. I have no idea how this expansion draft's going to go. It's our first time with two teams like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because, like, it's a tradable asset. So you definitely want to get players for it, but you have to get enough players that makes up for losing. Players to mm-hmm. two different teams this time.
2: It has to be like the perfect player. And yeah. I don't know who that, you know, <laughs> there's some amazing players throughout the league, but who is the player that you would sacrifice
1: other people for? I don't know.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Yeah. I mean, in the middle of the season, you guys lost A-Rod, who mm-hmm. was a big loss for the team. Do you think that was a, a fair trade?
2: It. I think so. Um, it hurt personally because A-Rod was part of the FC Kansas City teams and we all just really adored her. I mean, I think a lot of people do. And so the first you know, gut reaction was like, this is awful. I hate it. What are we doing? But we ended up really building up a, I guess, Hugh Williams vision because uh, not only did it bring in you know, uh, Kristen, uh, Roland, who's going to be probably our starter on Friday. We brought Mm -hmm. in Hamilton. We brought, um, just new players in that. It's working for the overall vision. It's not necessarily just a traditional forward. Now we have forwards who can play mids, who can even play defense. A mace was the name I uh, couldn't remember off the top Mm -hmm. of my head, but we got three, uh, Three players and two are very versatile. So I think it ended up being a fair trade for us. Um I think I think we won that trade, if I'm being honest.
1: Like we said, A Rod is it's it's great, and that was a big loss. Do you think or who who do you think is stepping up to like fill that hole?
2: Uh I think there's a couple players. Um Corsi is now our captain, and I think Corsi, Rachel Corsi has done an amazing job. Filling that role. I mean, it's not the first team she's been a captain for, you know, with the her national team and whatnot. So in terms of leadership, I think that she's been huge. I think Lola Bonta in the midfield has really stepped up and become a more vocal leader. And, um, to do those plays and a lot of the, the rookies, um, you know, you have Kiki Pickett doing some fun stuff in the midfield. So I think that there's been a lot of players who have stepped up in different ways.
0: Speak to what you were talking about earlier about the kind of motivations for the team. The team seems to be kind of relishing in that kind of spoiler role. And cause you guys mm-hmm. are really fighting for these last couple of games. So what can you kind of speak to of this team's motivation for this final couple of games?
2: I think the motivation for the team, especially because it's two home games to end up the season, is to, um, I really think they want to put on a good show for the fans. Uh, We've gone six games undefeated at home, and the atmosphere has been electric. Uh, And every time, you know, there's a win or anything, just the joy and how much they've been dancing and celebrating in front of the fans. So I really think they just want to put on a good show for us. And I think that's really cool. You know, if you can't, mm-hmm. if you can't fight for playoffs, at least have fun at the end.
0: Speaking of your, your coach, what are, do you think the players and you guys as fans feel about his tenure? And if you feel he's the future of the club?
2: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to get myself in trouble or anything, but <laughs> Hugh has been a part of KC soccer for forever. It is ridiculous how many players in the league have played for Hugh at one point, whether, you know, it's for during FC Casey or during his youth times, you you have shake room, you have heck half of Houston's roster, it seems like. And so he's such a big part of the community. So I think that he has done a great job. I think he is a fantastic general manager. And so if he didn't want to coach, you know, do the coaching role, um, much longer. I think him as a general manager would be a good fit. Uh, He's brought in some great players as general manager, and he did previously. So it it will be interesting to see. I think that his coaching, he's really come into his own in his coaching style this season. I think the players have um, responded more towards the end of the season to it. So I don't know how it's going to go. I do know we have some great assistant coaches too. So if Hugh doesn't want to coach, uh, I mean, one of our assistant coaches was head coach for Barcelona. So we have some great coaches in the system.
0: And looking forward to, say, next season, Casey has a pretty good roster, but there are some definite holes that need to be filled. So what kind of improvements do you want to see from this team for next season? Hmm.
2: I, I think finishing. Um, is one thing that has been a problem. It took until the end of the season for us to really score goals. If you look at how many scores goals we've scored versus other teams, it, it's not great. And so we need to figure out a way to finish the opportunities. So I don't know if it's to bring in more pure strikers or use the ones we have. I do know that we have at least two players that we drafted during the last draft who Chose to stay one more year in college, so I I think that that's going to be a good fit. And Hugh Williams is great at drafting; he always has. He's was you know him and Vladko during the FC Kansas City days. So, so those, roles those roles will get filled, Williams. and I think it will be with players that aren't the aren't the obvious choice, but it ends up being the right choice.
0: All right, Ruby, you have some more questions.
1: I have a couple more, actually. I'm going to change a little bit subject and talk about the uh, NWSL final. What do you think about the change uh, the NWSL did changing from Portland to Louisville?
2: Yeah, well, selfishly, I can go now. So (laughs) selfishly, it's great. I'm going. Uh, I think it was hard. And I think that a lot of people who bought plane tickets are very upset. And I understand but at the end of the day, the players wanted it. And I think that we have learned this past month that we need to listen to the players. Yeah, um, we Yeah, the reckoning came and we realized they're the voice we need to listen to. And that TV deal was already done. We couldn't get out of that TV deal to be at noon. So the only option was to go on to the East Coast for the safety of the players, for you know, the comfort of the players. Yeah. So it was a good choice. It just, a lot of people um, are going to be disappointed, and that stinks. But I guess yeah. that's
1: sports. I mean, the league, I don't think the league would be in this situation if from the beginning they would have listened to the players, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And my last question is um, who do you think, who which two teams do you think are going to the final?
2: That's a good question. I think Portland's the obvious choice. I think that they play really well. The talent's there. I don't know, because I don't know who's going to even finish, you know? Um, That's a tough one.
1: On the spot. Yeah.
2: I I could offend a lot of people and say I don't think the rain will, because I think the rain has had a hard time finishing seasons. Um. So I, I worry. I'm not sure they will. I would love to see Gotham do that. I mean, up until Sunday, there is still a chance for you guys to win the shield. Now, Portland obviously did that, but that's that would be amazing. I'm just saying. You,
0: we just became best friends.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you have uh, yeah, um, Yaya there doing amazing things as GM. So I think I. I love, you know, Gotham. I love what it's putting together. So. All
0: right. And so I have uh, (laughs) one or two more questions. So when are we going to see your podcast? We talked about that last time.
2: (laughs) Well, I know that there's um, some other people started a podcast. Uh, All right. No offense to them. I don't listen to it. Um, It's hard. (laughs) I'm very Uh picky. Um, My podcast feed is really out of control. (laughs) (laughs) It depends if I quit being lazy, I guess. Just yeah. such a long season. At the end, it's like I don't have motivation to even think about anything. <laughs> like that.
0: Well, if you need help getting off the ground, we'll definitely help you out. I know who to ask. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and I just one quick question: So, does Case did Casey have an original rival when they were in the league, and is that that they have a rival now?
2: Um, the, there was kind of two different rivals um, in the FC Casey days. I think. Portland became a natural rival after the first season with the semifinals and all of that. Um, and then Seattle, or I guess the rain now, just because of those two, um, 2014 and 2015, when KC um, won the the championships and Seattle won the Shields. Uh, I know that the, the league tried to make Chicago a rival and we were just like, no, we're friends. Uh, we, we're not going to do this. So it's hard. Um, I don't think we have a true rivalry yet. Um, You know, I guess I like that we're trying to make this organic and not force it. I do like this Houston thing, Um, the Derby Q, as uh, it's been called. I think that's fun. And uh, so we're... You know, that's fun because, you know, having the name. Plus, I, I had mentioned earlier, I feel like half of their roster is from KC. So it makes for even more fun. Um, Shea Groom, who used to play for our team. You know, you love her if she's on your team. You get annoyed if she's not. And so we've been having a lot of fun with her this season.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, Groom is definitely that player. She's definitely that player.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: indeed. So, uh, we've kind of reached the end of our interview. I'm hopefully going to get a ticket to the final. So, hopefully, we'll see you there. It's going to be a good crowd and it's going to be a, just so much fun. I can't wait.
2: Yeah. And I think th- I've seen so many people from all across, you know, on Twitter, just every team, um every level of fandom. So, I think it's really going to be a cool meetup
0: there. Yeah. So, uh, we reached the end of our interview. I really want to thank you, Danielle, for taking the time to talk to us.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, all right, everyone, that's the end of episode 21 of Soccer Over Gotham for Danielle, for Ruby, and myself. We thank you for tuning in. We will see you on the next one. Be kind to each other and rate us on iTunes.